What's going on, people? It's your boy Kalechi back with another episode of the Rambling Mind Podcast. How are each and every single one of y'all doing today? I hope y'all are staying safe. I hope y'all are taking care of yourselves. I hope y'all are doing all the things you know you ought to do during these times, my friends. Hope y'all are staying warm with this frozen tundra state that we have going on. I was reading a CNN article and it said that 80% of the United States had temperatures below freezing last week 80 percent that is unbelievable that is shocking even more shocking is the fact that we down in the south i live in atlanta we down in the south we don't deal with these kind of weather conditions this is an aberration to us i mean we had temperatures as low as 18 degrees at one point it felt like negative four degrees with the wind chill when you stepped outside, it was insane. It was insane. Like those kind of temperatures should not be happening. <laughs> I took this picture of my uh, water heater exhaust valve where you can see an icicle dropping off of it. And again, it's the exhaust valve. This is not like a water faucet. This is not like a uh, runoff for water. This is none of that. This is the exhaust valve that had a massive icicle just off of it. It was incredible. The whole week was so cold. I mean, we had schools get canceled because we had ice on the roads. In the South, we are not prepared for any kind of like icy conditions, any kind of snowy conditions. So schools got canceled uh, two days of the week last week after the holiday. But during the crazy weather, one of the things for us down in the South, like I said, we are not prepared for cold weather. So up North, one of the things you guys do is you have insulated plumbing. Like every single pipe is insulated. If you live in a place where it's regularly gets super cold, temperatures drop to a certain level, all of your plumbing is typically insulated to make sure that the the water doesn't freeze. So make sure that your pipes don't freeze up because of the water that's flowing through it. Down here in the South, because it's usually like it never gets below or historically it hadn't gotten below to a point where you had these crazy freezing temperatures or you have it few and far between. But nowadays we seems to be having it every single year. Usually what we have to do in preparation for the freezing weather, freezing cold weather is we have to drip drip our faucets. So we have to make sure that at least overnight, especially at night when the sun goes down, we drip all the faucets in the house to make sure the water keeps flowing. So that way your pipes never get frozen over those three days uh your boy effed up your boy messed up which is ironic because i called my mom i called a few of my friends i'm talking about hey make sure you drip your faucets it's going to be freezing it's going to drop below freezing temperatures make sure your processor drips if your pipes freeze it means your pipes are going to burst i was calling everybody letting them know hey make sure you drip your faucets it's going to be super guess what i didn't do drip my own faucets Wednesday morning, I wake up. You know, you do your usual routine when you wake up. For me, I wake up, say a little prayer, do my thing, go to the bathroom, tinkle, tinkle, tinkle. Then I go to turn on the faucet so I can wash my hands and start brushing my teeth. I open, I turn on the faucet, and I'm like, what's what's going on here? Like, no water is coming out. And in my mind, I'm like, eh, it can't be that bad. So I turn it off and turn it back on, and I'm like, okay, this is this is kind of scary. And then right about the same time, my roommate knocks on my door and tells me like, hey, hot water isn't flowing in my in my tap, but cold water is flowing. And then I'm like, okay, let me open that. And I saw like, okay, cold water is flowing, which thank God for that. But the hot water side was, nothing was coming out. 
And so I start to freak out. I start to freak out internally. I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Like, if my pipes are frozen, it could burst. If it bursts, then I have to redo my foundation. If I have to redo my foundation, I have to redo the plumbing. I have to do this. And my mind is just starting to race. Like, my mind is just racing as like, oh my gosh, this is about to cost me so much money. How could I make this dumb mistake? What is wrong with you? Like, I'm just going in on myself. So immediately, the first thing we do is go around the entire house and open up all the hot water faucets because I'm like, maybe as the day is progressing, the heat will come in and it will thaw out the pipes. And if it thaws out the pipes, then we're good to go. We won't have to worry about anything. It will just start flowing. So I do that in the morning. So I have a crawl space and I'm like, I guess I should go in the crawl space and just make sure that there is no leaks in uh, anywhere under the house and make sure like everything is kind of good. So the whole time I'm walking down there, I'm just saying all kinds of prayers. I'm just praying like, Lord, please just have favor on me. Give me some grace. I pray that these pipes are not busted. I'm literally saying every single prayer. I'm praying so hard because I'm just like, I don't want to deal with this. I really do not need this pipe to burst. I really do not need this today. So I go into my crawl space and I'm crawling around in there, moving around in there, just like checking everything out. And it's like, okay, so far, so good. So far, so good. And I'm starting to calm down, starting to get a little bit excited about the whole thing. Excited that it's not going to, there's going to be no leaks. And I'm like, yay, yay. And then as I'm progressing, I get to a point in my crawl space and I see this puddle of water and I freak out. I lose it. I'm like, what the f is this? How did, oh my God. And I'm freaking out. But then when I start looking closer, there's like no pipes running in the area where that was. I don't really know what that puddle was. But I think it's like overflow from like the rain. Sometimes when it rains in my house, I have a gap that lets water flow through my uh, cross space out so that the water doesn't sit underneath my house and cause issues. But then I give it to the afternoon and the water is still not flowing. So I start to get a little bit antsy. So I watch a couple of videos on YouTube and one of the videos said let's take a heater and put it in front of either your sink or in the bathroom pipe. Let that heater run for a little bit and it will eventually like thaw out the whole thing around like 30 minutes or so later, I just hear this gush of water just all over the house. You just hear this whoosh, like all over the, and I was just like, thank you Lord that I got water. And while the water was flowing, I went back in my crawl space just to recheck to make sure there was no leaks. And thankfully there were no leaks. And I was just like, Lord, thank you so much. Thank you for bailing me out of this situation that I put myself in. The reason why I share this entire story is Currently, there's a lot of people that are excited and hoping that they'll be able to buy a house this year. There are a lot of people that are looking forward to maybe buying a house, looking at, oh, maybe the feds will cut rates, which I don't think we're going to see any rates close to 3% again. But they're hoping that the, the rates will be reduced to a point where they can be able to buy a house or afford a house. And one thing that is never really shared enough about when it comes to the home buying process is we never talk about all of the costs. We talk about like your down payment or your mortgage cost or um, utility payments and stuff like that, or taxes and insurance and those things. We talk about those things, but we don't talk about the secondary cost. We don't talk about the other costs, the hidden costs of owning a house. And one of the biggest hidden costs of owning a house is the liability cost, the mental tax that it plays on your mind. 
there's always something that you have to take care of with a house. There's always something that you have to watch out for. You walk around your house a lot of the times listening to make sure that nothing sounds different from it that it, than it did yesterday. You walk around your house making sure that nothing is broken since the last time that you were home. You're walking around your house all the times to a degree on pins and needles to ensure that your house doesn't have a massive breakdown and there isn't some kind of massive fix that you have to do. This is something that we don't talk nearly enough about. It's the secondary cost of own home ownership. By no means does this mean you shouldn't buy a house. I mean, obviously, I just talked about my house. But it is something that you have to factor in. Think about when you just rent. All you have to do when you're renting is pick up the phone or go on your laptop and submit a little thing like, hey, something is wrong with this thing. But when you own a home, all of those responsibilities are on you. All of those responsibilities are for you to bear and carry, which means you have to have the financial resources to be able to carry out those responsibilities. This is something that is not nearly talked enough about. Every time we talk about housing, we always speak of it from a perspective of, oh my gosh, it's going to be the greatest thing ever. You get to decorate your house. You get to make it look how you want it to look. And we never talk about the other side, which is there is a cost. You have to take care of the bones of the house it's not just about decorating and painting and putting things in this place or that place it's also about all the hidden things making sure that your foundation isn't rotten making sure that your pipes are not frozen over making sure you're getting your ac inspected regularly i mean even yesterday i just had a, an a, a hvac tech come to my house and he, i was explaining to him that my airflow is not that great and then he's telling me like oh you probably need to redo your entire ductwork which can be anywhere from ten dollars to $15,000. So these are the things that we don't talk about when it comes to home ownership. It's the mental tax that you have to be aware of when you're thinking about buying a house. Do not just believe the lie of the real estate industry that tells you like, oh, it's an investment, like the cost you put in, you're going to get out. You're not. You're not. And if you don't believe me, at the end of this podcast, there's going to be a video that I made for TikTok about just how much it costs when you buy a house. And even when you sell it and you think you're making a profit, you're actually not. A house is not an investment. Let me explain. There's a lot of numbers on this one, so please stick with me till the end. Also, I'll share at the end how you can buy a house and actually not be house poor. Let's begin. Let's say you buy a house with $300,000 at 4% interest in the Atlanta market, which as we know right now, a 4% interest rate is pretty much impossible. If you sold that house for $450,000 after owning it for 10 years, it's easy to think that you'll be walking away with $150,000 in your pocket, but not so. Over those 10 years, you would have paid $117,000 in interest, $70,000 towards your principal, $50,000 in taxes and insurance, and closing costs at the initial purchase would be about $9,000. Out of pocket, the house has cost you $405,000. Sell the house will cost you about another $22,000, which means you'll be walking away with $427,000. After factoring all the costs that you had to put in initially, you're actually only walking away with $22,000. It's also important to note that this doesn't include any maintenance costs that you would have to pay for the house. So as far as the house being an investment, it's a pretty crappy one, especially when you can compare it to what you could have gotten. Let's run through that. And you buy in the house, you decided to invest that money in the stock market and will only use the cost of the tax and insurance of what you're going to be investing per month be about $500 per month. 
Over those 10 years, at a return of about 8%, you'd be walking away with $106,000. Remember, when you compare it to the house, you're only walking away with $22,000. This is why we say a house is not an investment. But if you want to buy a house, here's how you do it. Your total housing cost can be no more than 25% of your income. And when I say housing cost, I mean everything included. Plus, plan to stay in that house for 5 to 10 years. And you must also continue investing in retirement accounts. This is how you can get the best of both worlds when it comes to owning a home. Hope this helps. So these are some of the things to just think about as all of us, those of us who may be planning to buy a house this year, really analyze the costs. Sit down and run the numbers of what it will actually cost you to own a home. Make sure you are well prepared because this is probably the largest expense that you will ever have in your life. The largest purchase that you will ever have in your life. And it's best for you to run the numbers multiple times. Like um, like Abraham Lincoln always used to say, it's like measure twice, cut once. You don't want to be in a position where you buy a house and you just hate life. And there's a lot of people after 2020, 2021 who rushed to buy homes. And now they regret that decision and they feel like their house is now a prison for them. I don't want that for any of you. So as you are thinking about buying a house, walk in with your eyes wide open, knowing what it is that is going to cost you and what it is that is going to require of you and what it is that it's going to take away from you. Walk into this home buying process. Not believing the fairy tales that real estate agents who just want to make a commission will be selling to you. Not believing the mortgage broker who just wants to make a commission is selling to you. But you on your own deciding why you want to buy a house. And then making sure you can actually afford to buy a house. I hope this helps. I hope the story was something to captivate you to think about. What are some of the things that might pop off? When I, when I own a house, it can be incredible, but it can also be very destructive. So walk in with your eyes wide open. Anyway, that's all I got for y'all on this episode. I hope y'all learned one, maybe two things out of this entire thing. And if you did hit that like button, if you loved it, hit that subscribe button, but I'm gonna catch y'all up in the next one. Remember generosity is always greater than greed god bless each and every single one of y'all oh and uh if you enjoy the podcast share it with one person that you love one person that you hate one person you're just kind of like eh, about and by that time you just shared it with every single person that you know and leave a review for your boy on any pla- podcast listening platform that you listen on preferably i think spotify and apple are really the only two that allow you to leave reviews but if you do please Leave a review for your boy. But anyway, I'm going to catch y'all up on the next one. Remember, generosity is always greater than greed. God bless each and every single one of y'all. And your boy's out of here. Peace. Whoosh.